0: Hey guys, on this week's episode of The Rise Podcast, I wanted to answer a question that I get from you all the time. Women come up to me at signings, they wait for me after I've spoken at a conference, they send me DMs on social media, I get the emails. It is one of the biggest reasons you give me, and probably that you tell yourself, for why you don't pursue the dreams of your heart for why you don't chase down the thing you know you could actually have some kind of chance at. Like, I believe this, I believe that if you have something that you can't let go of, you can't stop thinking about, I think it's because deep down you know that you could really do that thing. Welcome to the Rise Podcast. I'm Rachel Hollis, and I've built a multi million dollar media company with a high school diploma and a Google search bar. Each week, we'll be sharing tangible, direct advice or inspiring interviews with the same intention. These are the tools to change your life. So what is this What is this magical reason, what is this rationale for why so many people aren't chasing down the dreams of their heart? Because they're afraid of failure. Failure. It is such a controversial topic, something that fires people up so much. And so I thought I would dig into why we have this fear of failure. Now, incidentally, the two big reasons that people talk to me about why they don't pursue their version of more are a fear of failure and a fear of success. So I'm going to devote an entirely different episode to fear of success. But today I want to focus in on the reasons that so many people carry this fear. Because I think any time in life that you're feeling insecure about something, you're feeling nervous, you're feeling afraid, the answer to those feelings is always knowledge. And knowledge is found when you are willing to unpack it, when you're willing to look at why you feel this way. So here are some of the reasons why in my past, I've been afraid of failure, and hopefully by me talking through them with you, you can find how this resonates in your own life or in your own business. So the first and actually biggest reason why I think people are afraid of failure actually has nothing to do with fear and everything to do with ego. That's right. I don't think you're afraid of failure. I think you're afraid of them watching you fail. There is a very big difference. Are you truly afraid of not getting to the goal or are you worried about what they will think of you for not getting to the goal? Because those are two entirely different things. So whether it's your mother-in-law or the other girls at school, or the moms at elementary drop-off, or your friend from high school, whatever it is, you have this worry or this concern that they will judge you if you try the thing and don't succeed. Now, what is that wrapped in for you? Where, Where does that come from, this idea that someone else is going to judge you because you didn't make it as far as you thought you might? Here are a couple things that I think about this subject. First of all, nobody who has achieved more than you have will ever judge you. Let me say it again for the people in the back. Nobody who has ever achieved more than you will ever judge you for trying something new, for going the distance, for putting yourself. Nobody's going to judge you. Because the people who are further along than you are in the dream and the goal in life in whatever area, they know how hard it is to push themselves out there. They know how hard it is to make that leap. And so they're never going to judge you. The leaders in your field, they're never going to judge you because they're going to be like, oh Lordy, I remember the first time that I tried to land a big client. I remember what it felt like to go get my master's. I remember how scary it was to sign up to be a foster parent. Nobody who's ever further along than you is ever going to judge you. The only people that judge you are people who are insecure about where they are, straight up, because the, the, the people that I know who are confident in themselves and happy with themselves, they don't judge others. They don't. So if, if someone is insecure, if someone's unsure, if they're walking their own path right now, and that has them in a season of life where they're going to throw negativity onto other people, why would you care about the opinion of someone who's coming from an unhealthy place? I mean, frankly, y'all know how I feel about other people's opinions, right? They're none of your business. They're none of your business. A therapist told me that years ago. She said, Rachel. Why do you care whether or not they like you? It's none of your business. And it was one of the most profound things I had ever come to understand was that someone else's opinion only has weight if you give it weight. And even if you know, like even if they are actively saying things to you or doing, you know, they're writing on your Facebook page or whatever and telling you the reasons that you suck, even even if they're doing that. You have to understand, like my mentor always says to me, Rach, remember the source. Think of the source of this information. Is this information, is this judgment coming from the person you admire most in the world? Are they coming from your mentor? Are they coming from, you know, no. It's usually like, oh my gosh, you know, Marissa from eighth grade, she runs marathons. And so if I sign up for a 10K and I don't do it, Marissa, Marissa doesn't care about you. Marissa cares about herself. That's what's so crazy too about this obsession that we have, this totally, by the way, egocentric obsession with what other people are thinking of you. Other people are not thinking of you. They are thinking of themselves. We're all over here worried about ourselves and everyone else's perception of us. And the truth is nobody's thinking about you because they're focused on themselves. This is a vicious cycle and it's also, I love ya, but this is an excuse. This is something you tell yourself to justify you staying stuck. You you tell yourself that it's so scary and they, and I'm doing air quotes even though you guys can't see me, they're gonna judge me if I push myself out there. When in reality, you're just afraid of the unknown. And so you ground that fear of the unknown in a known scary thing, which is, you know, the mean girls at school or what someone else thinks of you. You ground your fear in something that you know because that feels safer than admitting to yourself that you're just scared of the unknown. And the thing is, everything that you want is in the unknown. Everything that you want in your relationship, everything you want for your life, everything you want for your business, for your career, for your kids, all the things you want, you don't know them yet, right? Like you're going to become someone new over the course of your life. God willing, you'll change as as a person, as a parent, as a partner, as a leader, over the course of your life, you should change and become something more. And and along the way, you're going to continue to have to walk down paths that you've never walked down before. And so it's about letting go of this fear of what other people will think of you for being on the path. the, The reason this drives me crazy too, the idea of like, well, what will they think of me is, let, like, like, let's say they are. Let's say they're actually judging you. Let's say your cousin Crystal is actually judging you for your life choices. Cousin Crystal is not the one who will get to the end of her life and wonder what if, right? You are the one who will be 85 years old, you know, sitting on your front porch and thinking, man, I could have been something. Man, I could have built a business. I'm pretty sure that I could have gone back to school and become a teacher. I'm pretty sure that I could have made some money to contribute to our bank account. I'm almost positive that we could have gotten out of debt if we put our heads down and did the work. But you know what? It was so scary and it was so hard that we just decided to not try. Your family members, the other people that you know, the girls that you went to eighth grade with, they don't have to live with your regrets. You do. You are giving them so much power in your life. The second that you transfer ownership of what happens next to someone else's desire for you, the second that you say, I wish that I could have that thing. I'm pretty sure I could have that thing. But you don't take a step in that direction because of what she thinks of you for it. You have given away all of your power. But I want you to think even one step further. It's not about her. She didn't take your power. Don't get this twisted. She didn't take your power. You gave it to her. And, And frankly, she didn't even ask for it. You made up this story in your head about what she would think of you. And so you gave power away before you even tried. Your fear of getting it wrong, your fear of failure is not about what you're afraid of. At the core. Your fear of failure is about them and them seeing you fail. And I think that the what you have to get on board with, what you have to understand, please, oh my gosh, please listen to me, you guys. Failure is the only way. It's the only way. Like if you were some child genius, you know, we would have figured it out by now. If you were secretly like a financial whiz, we would know it. If you were like, you know, going to be a phenom, Michelle Pfeiffer would have found you. Edward James Olmos would have found you. Some some struggling teacher from a movie in the 90s would have found you and your special, unique genius. They would have unlocked it. We'd already know. So guess what? You're never going to be perfect and you can let it go. And now you can actually do the work to have the life that you want. You're not going to be perfect. You are not going to get this right. You are not a genius. You do not know all the answers. So the only way forward is through trial and error. It's the only way forward. Is that you take a step and you take another step and you take another step and you stumble and you fall and maybe it hurts and maybe you have to cry for a minute and then you stand back up and keep going. Can we all just stop being so freaking precious about failing. A a failure, an error, a fall is not the end of your life. It's like my kids, like when they're, you know, they're crying because they want ice cream on a school night and it's, you know, bedtime and they're just like, oh, I want, well, I don't even know where we got it from. In our house, we always say like, oh, Dramatica extravaganza. This is, the dramatics are to the highest level. That is what, I, like, because I'm getting this question so much, so many people are just like, but what if I fail? Oh, dramatica extravaganza. That's what I want you to think. The next time you have this like, oh, but what if I fail? Of course you're going to fail. Stop being so dramatic about it. It, like, it, th- this idea that you're going to get it right, that you're supposed to have it perfect, is a lie. It is a lie. And you have to let, you have to embrace. Embrace that you're going to suck. Embrace that you're going to try and it's not going to be very good. The problem, here's the, here's the problem. Well, I'm getting fired up today, you guys. I'm by myself in this recording booth. I'm I'm about to preach. The thing is, you are so obsessed with the goal. And I get it because the goal is pretty. The goal is shiny. The goal, you know, looks like you can imagine what your life will be like in it. So, and the process is not. The process, the steps, the path between you and where you want to be are literally the opposite of your goal. Think about that for a minute. Think about the fact that if you really want to pursue a different life, if you you want to have a different life than anybody else has, you want a different business, you want to whatever that looks like to you, that the process of getting there is going to suck. It's going to be ugly and dirty and sweaty. You're going to fall down. You're going to, you're going to, it's a slog. You're going to have to stand back up when nobody else will stand back up. You, if you really want to get over the fear of failure, you need to get obsessed with the process. You need to fall in love with the process instead of falling in love with the goal. Because the the goal is someday, The process is your life. The process is what your life looks like today. So if you can't fall in love with this, if you trick yourself into believing that the only thing that's going to be great, the only thing that's going to be worthwhile is if you get there, you are going to waste. You are going to waste your life. You are going to waste today thinking someday it'll be better. Someday I'll be happy. Someday when I make enough money. Someday. Look, let me tell you something about success. Let me tell you something about making money. I I was gonna say it's obnoxious, but it's not obnoxious. This is a podcast for people who want to build businesses and who wanna build big dreams and work towards big goals. And so just candidly, I have more money today than I ever fathomed was possible because of the success of my books and the success of our business, we have more money today than I ever thought was possible and I was a big dreamer. I also grew up super poor. So, part of the twisted perception of current reality is that it's just, you know, when I was a little girl, I just wanted money to be able to like if we could afford Walmart, man, we'd be doing great. Um so today, I have the I have financial stability and There were so many years in my life where I thought, if I could just have enough money, if I could just make enough money where you know, my phone wasn't getting getting shut off. If I could just make enough money that I didn't have to worry about my car getting repossessed. If I could just, later years look like, if I could just make enough money to go on a vacation and later years look like, if I could just make enough money to have payroll covered, you know, in advance instead of stressing out in the days that lead. There were so many, someday, someday this, someday that, someday I'm gonna have enough money for these things that I want. And the reality is, New levels, new devils, right? Having money, having stability, having a successful business, having these things, having the goal, having the thing that you perceive at the top of the mountain, that does not make everything else easier. It makes certain things easier. But it doesn't make everything easier and you're tricking yourself into believing that if you could just have the goal, that's when I'll be happy and I'm gonna preach to you right now and say if you can't get happy right now today, you don't stand a chance when you have the goal. My mom used to said my mom used to say all the time, you can get, like, my sister would be mad about something when she was little. She'd be like, well, I'm, you know, I didn't get blah, 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 She'd cry or she'd, whatever, she'd be mad. And my mom would always say, yeah, and you can get happy in the same pants. You got mad in those pants, you can get happy in those pants. Some of you need to understand that about your life. If you can be mad, if you can be pissed, if you can be anxious, if you can be depressed, if you can glom on to to all the negativity in your current life and tell yourself it's because you haven't achieved the goal, you need to get happy in the same pants. Because I promise you right now, if you cannot find joy and gratitude and peace and rest and all the good things in your life today, I promise you, No matter how much money you make, no matter how big the business gets, no matter how many people know your name, you will not be happy then if you can't find a way to be happy now. Straight up. So get obsessed with the process. Fall in love with the journey. And here's a really simple way to do that, you guys. Here's a really simple way. And if you obsess over this one little thing, it will take away the fear because you're replacing it with with a bigger emotion, which is excitement. I want you to get really really excited about tiny incremental traction. Tiny baby little traction, just a little something. And what I mean by that is instead of being like, "Oh, I'm going to celebrate these big wins like um Okay, let's say you're training. Let's say your big goal is you want to run a half marathon. Y'all know I always use running as my analogy because it was a big personal goal for me for a long time and it was a way that I got healthy. And it's easy because you can break a half marathon down into numbers. So a half marathon is 13 miles. And so let's say if you use the the process that I teach in Girl Stop Apologizing, like this is the roadmap to achieve a goal. Let's say you break that down into three parts. And so you tell yourself, you know what, when I get to three miles for the first time, I'm going to celebrate. And when I get to six miles, I'm going to celebrate. When I get to nine miles, I'm, you you think of big things. Like the only way that you can be excited or happy is if you celebrate big things. But what I want you to do is obsess over incremental victories, little tiny Things that show you that you made some progress, to like baby progress. So what that would look like for me is, um, let's say it's with running. I'm going to celebrate, not that I ran, like maybe I ran one mile and let's say the next, next couple days I go out and I run another mile. What I'm going to celebrate is that after I ran another mile, even though it wasn't more mileage, I'm going to celebrate that my body didn't hurt quite so much or i'm going to celebrate that i had in more energy to do it or maybe i maybe i got a blister i mean these are running these are real runners problems maybe i got a blister and getting a blister or hurting my foot in some way means that i had to take a while off i couldn't get back on the road and so now i'm going to celebrate i mean truly getting the right kind of socks for my run and understand doing the research and finding that I need to go half a size up in my shoe size so that I don't get blisters on my toes. Like I'm going to give myself some knowledge and I'm going to learn a few things that make me stronger and I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to celebrate little tiny things that get me closer to the goal. Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley Transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. And the thing that I want you to celebrate the hardest, no matter what it is that you're working towards, is standing back up. Is standing the heck back up. Like... this is is one of the most profound things you could teach yourself if you're trying to get healthy. Let's say you're trying to get healthy, you're trying to eat foods that bless your body, you're trying to move and, and just take care of yourself really well every single day. One of the most profound techniques that you can use to get healthy is to stand back up immediately after you do something where you feel like you've fallen off the wagon. Immediately. Because so often... It's not that you fall. It's not that you fail. It's that you stay there. That you stay there. So I want you to stop obsessing over the goal. I want you to start obsessing, getting excited about what this looks like every day and every single time you make some kind of progress toward who you want to be. Because man, that goal might be 10 years away might be 5 years away, might be a year away, might be 6 months away. That's a long time to waste your days thinking, "Oh, someday I'll be happy." So, first fear of failure, you're afraid of them seeing you fail. The second reason you're afraid of failure is because all you see are other people's highlight reel. Meaning social media is this you know, slideshow of perfect lives. And even, I don't know about you, but like then it became really, people got really excited about the idea of like uh, celebrities being authentic. And so then they started doing like, (laughs) I'm such a jerk, but they would be like, it would be like these gorgeous actresses and they'd be like, she's so brave. She's makeup free and she's so brave. Yeah. But, you know, JLo, you've had the highest paid esthetician treating your dewy, perfect skin for the last 20 years. So, your makeup free Monday is not quite as startling as Roxanne over in Ohio that's dealing with, you know, wind chill and having to use, like, you know, random face products. Oh my gosh, sorry. That's a hardcore tangent. But it's it's this thing, right? Like all we see on social are these perfect lives. All we see are like the the plain I mean, if you guys follow any successful entrepreneurs, the the you know, the thing of the day is like here I am on my private jet, here I am in my Maybach, here I am in the whatever, here I am in the like as if if you don't show these high-priced items that you're not successful. And what this breeds now is people who are faking their success. And I'm sure that I've talked to you all about this before. The term fake it till you make it, I freaking hate that term. I've said freaking like three times today. I'm on fire and I'm not going to cuss on this episode, but if you're offended by the word freaking, I'm freaking sorry. Anyway, um... There's this idea that, you know, if you can show a certain lifestyle, then you can have a certain lifestyle, and that's just the dumbest thing I've ever heard. You know, we're going to circle back around to that in a minute because we're going to talk about failure in finances. But uh, I want to just dig into this idea that what you are mostly seeing if you follow any of these celebrities or entrepreneurs on social is probably you know, their highlight reel, it's probably the best of the best. It's probably only the good things. And so you trick yourself into thinking that they did it perfectly and that you're supposed to do it perfectly. You know, people don't go on the internet and go like, oh my gosh, I lost a million dollars in the stock market today because that's not sexy. Instead, they're going to go, you know, get a, you know, $1,000 in ones and like roll around on a bed so that you think there in a rap video all of a sudden you guys are like who is she following on social I know you know who I'm talking about um so make sure that you are grounding yourself in what real business or real pursuit of goals looks like because it doesn't look like lollipops and rainbows all the time And I try really hard to, one, make sure that if you're seeing pictures of me with my hair blown out and makeup on, I mean, tune in literally five days a week. We do a live stream five days a week at 8 a.m. on Facebook and Instagram. And I am, you know, look like I got run over by a truck um, every single morning because that's what I really look like. I mean, I know how to do some, you know, contouring on my face. Thank you, Lord. And I know how to pay a sweet gal to blow out my hair. But don't let that fool you into thinking that life is perfect and looks a certain way all the time because it's just not true. And certainly my life in pursuit of success or in pursuit of business has been anything but what I think is important is that, you know, follow follow people. I think it is inspiring to kind of see what's possible. And as long as it doesn't make you feel bad, if you get excited seeing what other people have achieved, then you should totally follow them. But make sure that you're grounding yourself in media. And for me, that's always been business books, where real people who have created real businesses, not people who hang a shingle on their door and call themselves a business coach, even though they've never, like... I heard this thing the other day. Oh, my gosh, it was so good. Someone said, um, oh, oh man, I wish I had the book so I could quote it. But it was basically like, be careful that the Kool-Aid salesman has actually made money in a way besides selling the Kool-Aid, meaning if the only reason that that person is wealthy, is successful, has built a business is because they're teaching other people to be wealthy and successful and build a business, you should be real wary. So grounding yourself in books uh, that real business owners, that real people in pursuit of similar goals to your own have talked about the journey, I think is so powerful. One of my favorite books of all time, top five favorite books and most of my top five books are fiction um, but the second place is a nonfiction book called shoe dog by phil knight who is the man who founded nike and what is so amazing about that book he's also a runner so that's part of the reason i dig it so much Uh, but what's so amazing about that book is that he's telling really like truly this is how hard it was to build nike And this is how many times they failed. And this is how many times they almost went bankrupt. And this is how many times they couldn't cover payroll. Like as a business owner, you need that reality. So fill your Instagram feed with people flying around on private jets. But make sure that you are grounding yourself in what it really looks like. So when you have a failure personally or professionally, you don't go... Like, super dramatic. You don't make it some huge thing. You're just like, yeah, this is the price of admission. This is what it looks like to build something. Next. It's like an Ariana Grande song. Thank you. Next. Yeah, I failed. Great. What's now? Because the list of my failures from there to here is 100 miles long, you guys. And the thing is, it never even occurred to me back in the day that that was weird, it it it, ha- it never occurred to me that it was weird to fail. I just thought that that was how you got anything done. Shows what I know. <laughs> I clearly didn't know that I was supposed to be so petrified of that. I was just like, oh, yeah, I don't know how. And so when I try, I'm probably going to be awful at it. But then I'm just going to keep trying. And every time I try, I'll get a little bit better. And I'll celebrate the heck out of that incremental traction, and then I'll keep going. And someday I'll be really good at this thing. Which brings me to the third reason that people fear failure, particularly in business. And this is something we have to talk about because it's so easy to be like, oh, don't be afraid of failure if there aren't finances involved. So when I'm talking about failure, I really am talking about pushing yourself and your business in ways that won't devastate you financially. I hate that I even have to say that, but I do because I was once a young entrepreneur and I 100% made financial decisions that I shouldn't have because I had this big vision of who we could be. I mean, if you're an entrepreneur, you are never out of ideas, right? Most entrepreneurs see a problem in the market, know that they could fix it. And so if nobody stops them or if they don't stop themselves, they'll run and just start You know, oh, we have a coffee stand and we do oil changes and now we're over here doing this. Like, you just keep adding these things on and that's fine if you have Oprah money. But if you're like most of us and you have a certain amount of money and can't waste it, I mean, honestly, not that anyone should be wasting money, even Oprah, but there are certain places that you get to in your business where you can take a financial risk, and you know if you can. You know if you can. And most entrepreneurs, most small businesses, can't. They can't afford to take a financial risk. So if you have a fear of failure that's wrapped around what would happen if it fails and you lose the money, you cannot do it. You can not do it. That I'm like not at all a part, like I've never, I've scrimped and saved and we've used personal finances to build this company. And I don't know if this is going to get me punched in the face, but I've never taken a loan. I've never taken a business loan in 15 years of business. I have just, you know, I've absolutely lost money that I've made and shouldn't have made choices to be like, oh, I'm a wedding planner. I should probably also be a florist. Like that was a real thing that actually happened. I bought the the flower fridge and everything. I went to school to learn how to be florist. It was so dumb. It was so stupid dumb. And I lost a lot, like thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. Um, but I... I mean, I think that's why I'm so passionate about it now is if you, if, let's say you want to expand a piece of your business. You're like, you know, we do, um, screen print t-shirts on Etsy, but I know that if we did some stitching on the shirts, it would really take them to the next level. But the stitching machine is $3,000. But if I do da, then I, okay, great. Um, what I always think of is, uh, Dave Ramsey's company. I'm sure they say this like publicly, but it, like just knowing them and the company that they've built they always say we move at the speed of cash their business moves at the speed of cash meaning if they don't have the the ability to pay for it in cash they're not going to do that thing because why would you put your family at risk why would you put your business at risk why why would you risk something that could just decimate you on a maybe instead buckle down like put your head down focus on the business that you do have focus on what you can do to take that to the next level go like get obsessed with research get obsessed with knowledge go live on youtube go watch every video that you can on how to grow and scale your business without spending money do you know how many ideas they have on the internet for free right now that won't hurt you financially so that was a one piece of failure like if you're afraid of failure because of the financial risk, that is one that you are allowed to hold on to. There is a reason that you're afraid of that. So don't do anything dumb. If you want to invest, if you want to grow, let's say you want to buy into a business and hey, it's $2,000 for me to become a member of this MLM and I feel really great, then do what you need to do to earn $2,000 in cash and then buy in. But investing money you do not have on the possibility of a business that might not work is the road to bankruptcy from me to you all right the last reason that people are afraid of failure is and this is a this is a good one guys you have a history of failure you failed before so you have that voice in your head that's like oh well you know Remember this thing that happened. Remember that thing that happened. Maybe you have a history of failure on this exact topic. Maybe you have tried this exact thing before and failed at it many, many times. The only reason that you should be afraid of failing at something again that you've already failed at before is if you didn't learn what you did wrong last time. Let me say it again. It's only really failure if you didn't learn from it. But if, you know, oh gosh, who was it? Like Thomas Edison or something said like, um, it took him like, oh, I'm going to totally, hold on now, let me look it up on my phone because it feels like if I'm going to quote someone for the love of Pete, I should know. Um, Thomas Edison, how many, ta- how many? <laughs> Typing with nails. How many times to invent the Light bulb. Okay, hold on, you guys. This is this is real exciting. Okay, so it um, Thomas Edison had over one thousand unsuccessful attempts when he invented the light bulb, and when a reporter asked him how did it feel to fail one thousand times, Edison replied, "I didn't fail one thousand times. The light bulb was an invention with one thousand steps." Said another way, he didn't fail 1,000 times. He learned 1,000 ways of not inventing a light bulb. Every single time he learned, every single time he was growing. And that's, like, as long as you've learned something, as long as you know why it didn't work last time, then you shouldn't be afraid of it this time. The The only time that, um, that, that, the fear of the history of failure should actually make you pee your pants. Is, man, I have failed at this 10 times and I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Which to me often is, is a lack of self-awareness about what's really going on. If, you know, let's say you have tried something and what, what's knocked you down so many times is, well, I'm just not motivated. I try something and I'm just not motivated. That's why I fail. No, no. You're you're not you're you're failing not because you're not motivated, you're failing because you're not actively and obsessively figuring out the tricks and habits to keep yourself in check and motivated every single day. Do you understand the difference? One is sort of this closed mindset like, "Oh, I fail because I'm unmotivated." And another one opens the door of possibilities. What are the things I could do? What could I learn? Are there habits? Are there techniques? Are there tricks? So figure out why it didn't work in the past and try again. And if that doesn't work, try again. And if that doesn't work, try again. Again and again and again until it feels more normal to stand back up and keep taking those steps forward than it does to keep sitting on the ground, complaining about all of the things that you're afraid of and that you can't do. Do you think you're the only one who's afraid? Do you think you're the only one who's unsure do you think you think that people who are successful in the areas that you admire do you think that they're wired differently do you think that they're not going along with the same stuff and emotions and anxieties that you are of course they are we you know I used to tell myself this like when it came to health I um i told you guys about this, and if you want to hear about my health journey, listen to last week's episode of what I do today, and then there's an older episode that's about um, how I lost 50 pounds and how I got really healthy, and people get super frustrated and angry when I talk about pounds, and I'm I'm with you. I hear you. I don't think that being healthy is about being a certain weight, but I'm 5'2", two. And those were 50 pounds of fast food and frappuccinos from Starbucks and not working out for half a decade. So when I say that I got healthy by losing weight, I really did get healthy in that way. But um, when there's a, oh my God, I got, I started talking about health and I got so distracted. Um... Motivated. Oh, I mean, I need someone else in this room. I can't even remember what I was going to say. I am taking my four children away this weekend to go skiing. And I think if you're a parent like me, you understand how important it is to have a kitchen available to you when you have four kids, which is why Airbnb is always the place that I head to just make the vacation easier. market.com slash rach thrive market.com slash rach well crapola I cannot remember what I was even talking about or what health had to do with the history of failure but um here we go I'm just gonna wrap her on up um I think yeah I think it's that you have this um this history that tells you all of the ways that you haven't measured up in the past and you allow that to become the you allow the things that have happened to you in the past to become your destiny you tell yourself that because it didn't work out before it's never going to work out you tell yourself oh no wait now she remembers the health thing Oh my gosh what a loser it took me that long to come back around um this is what this was my thing was I really believed that people who were healthy were wired differently than I was and so they could be successful they could work out every day they could eat more vegetables they could drink more water because they were wired differently and I just know it is fundamentally not true fundamentally not true Because I was not raised to be the healthy woman I am today. I didn't have any of that knowledge in my childhood. I didn't come out that way. And I still have to battle against the urges to like go to Taco Bell when I leave work today. But I have trained myself. I have learned to stand back up so many times. I've learned the habits. I've learned the techniques. So that now it's not even a question anymore. And you need to start developing those habits and techniques for how you stand back up even when you fall. So in conclusion, Dramatica, no, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Um, No, in conclusion, man, I hope that this gives you some insight. I hope that you heard some of the things that you do or maybe some of the things that you say to yourself or some of the reasons that you're afraid to move forward. Look, my new book, Girl, Stop Apologizing, is completely devoted to the pursuit of something more. I wanted to give tactical advice on how you can get to the next place. But I can't just tell you, and I do, I'm like, here's the roadmap, here's exactly how you figure out how to achieve something. But I couldn't just give you that if I didn't also tell you what to do when you get afraid what to do when someone says something mean, what to do when it doesn't work, what to do when you're not sure. Like, it's the tactical advice, but it's also all of the emotional stuff. So if you're listening to this, you're like, dang, yes, that is me. I struggle with this and 27 other things that hold me back from pursuing who I believe I'm called to be. You got to grab the book. Uh, and I'll like, I am the queen of you don't have to buy it. You don't have the money, don't buy it. Go to your local library, get it for free, but read the book. If you do have the money, you can grab it anywhere books are sold. Or if you like the sound of my voice, you like me coaching you, you want to be able to listen to it instead of read it, you can grab it on audiobook, anywhere you get your audiobooks. But the idea is this is the most important book I've written. It really is. Uh, I know that people might disagree with that, but I think that this is an epidemic, especially for women. This, this rationale for why we can't pursue the life that we want, this fear of what other people will think of us. What will they think of us if we fail? What will they think of us if we succeed? What will they think of us if we step outside the lines of who society tells us we're supposed to be? We are wasting so much time and so much energy. And more than that, we are wasting so much of our God-given potential drowning in what other people think of us. And you are never going to become who you are called to be by sitting there worrying about what someone else thinks of you for stepping into your own power. So stop. Knock it off. Stop being afraid of failure Start being afraid of what happens to you if you get to the end of your life and realize all of the things that you could have been if you would have just had the courage to try. I hope you liked this week's episode of the Rise Podcast. My intention is always to bring you guys great interviews and the knowledge that I've learned over the last 15 years of doing this work. If you liked today's episode, I would so appreciate if you would subscribe to our channel so you get a new notification every single time we post and take a screenshot, post it on social media and tell your friends what you liked and tag me so that I can talk to you too. I am so grateful for this community and how much you show up for me, and I will continue doing my best to show up for you and answer the things that you are wondering about most. Y'all, have an incredible week. And remember, rise is not something that just happens. Rising is a choice. So make the right one. on more than just this podcast, which means that the next time you're on Instagram or Facebook or YouTube, be sure and type Rachel Hollis into the search bar and check out all the fun things we have going on on your favorite platform. At Amica Insurance, we know it's more than just a car or a house. It's the four wheels that get you where you're going four walls that welcome you home when you combine auto and home insurance with amica we'll help protect it all and the more you cover the more you can save amica empathy is our best policy